Welcome to today's episode where we discuss Martin Scorsese's 1995 film Casino, starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Sharon Stone, a movie that chronicles the beginning of the end of the mafia's involvement in Las Vegas casinos. Stick around and find out why out of the four films he did with Martin Scorsese, this is the only one that did not result in an Academy Award nomination for Joe Pesci. I'm Peter. I'm Shay. And you're listening to Stellar Alignment. Welcome. 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 To episode five of Stellar Alignment. We're experimenting with a new format. format. We wanted to replicate the excitement that we have when we've just left the theaters and we basically take up the whole ride home talking about the movie and sharing our favorite parts. So we've taken to the car to take a ride underneath the stars to give it a more genuine feel. Today we're talking Casino. What did you think Casino? Okay, well, I'm gonna have to be honest. You know I don't like dramas. I really like the beginning, the intro in particular, but the beginning half of the movie, when, you know, when everything was going right for these guys. Yeah, there's a bit of anxiety for you, a right? Bit. Once things start to go sour and people are like getting in, in trouble. trouble. or Oh, I hate it when people get in trouble. Yeah, you're a real rule follower. <laughs> anxiety by proxy when people are... <laughs> Breaking the rules. Yeah. Well, like, even if you're a gangster, I mean, like, when, like, Joe Pesci, eventually he started getting a little big for his britches here and he stopped asking for permission to do a bunch of stuff he's doing a bunch of bad stuff under the table without his bosses knowing even that got me like a little anxious so yeah you would not fare well with the mafia then <laughs> guessing no you would crack they... under pressure this is a film that inspired by true events as it's stated at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. explores the kind of the dawn of what ultimately ends up being the end of the mafia's real involvement in the casinos in Las Vegas and at the end of the film as narrated by De Niro he even mentions that they took down the old Vegas and they built a new Vegas as basically a Disneyland a version Disneyland for adults mm-hmm. yeah which is kind of true if you think about it now. If you go to Vegas now, it's kind of like what it, it is. is. But very interesting look at what it must have been like in the 70s and the 80s when it kind of just was this wild, wild west out there. They mentioned this in the movie. There's tons of money to be made. There's plenty to go around. And De Niro's character is very interested in trying to run a legitimate casino, albeit you know under the control of the mafia, where he's able to kind of just turn his head. And Pesci comes along and... He sees an untapped well right. that is this city. And the locals aren't interested in that because the locals like things the way that are that it is. There's plenty of money to go around. Pesci's doing things the way that he would do back in Chicago or back in Kansas City. I want to. I, I really want to say that Pesci's doing a Chicago accent some of the time, but he's from... New Jersey, so it's hard for him to stick with the accent, I think, sometimes. I want to say that him and De Niro, who are childhood friends, are from Chicago. De Niro ends up in Vegas because he's this amazing better and bookie and uh, odds maker that 
the mafia recognizes and decides to give him an entire hotel to run. So that's how we introduce the whole movie. Well, the first opening scene was kind of crazy. De Niro's walking out, he has this little inner monologue happening. The, the whole movie's movie narrated, narrated by him or Pesci, and it's all in retrospect too, so like, you can tell it's all after the fact. Yeah. yeah. Cool opening sequence though, he's walking out to his car, gets inside, it blows up. It blows up. Oh no, he ruined his pretty pink suit. Yeah. It's the early 80s and it's Vegas. It's the, amazing costume. The gaudy. The, they spent some ridiculous amount of money on the costumes yes, for this movie. Yes, they did. De Niro had like 70 costumes made and he got to keep them all. And Sharon Stone had 40 and she got to keep it too. Crazy. She actually had a dress that weighed 45 pounds. The gold one mm. with the jewels. Yeah. Loved it. Makes sense. He blows up. That's how the movie starts. And the narration is all in the past tense. So we're assuming that he's just ends up dying. That's 10 years earlier when Ace is first given the casino, the yes. Tangiers. At the height of their time in Las Vegas, where everything is going so smoothly. That's kind of the point that I love the movie up until. I just want the main characters to be happy and win. Lots of money. Yeah, I know that movies are usually fictitious, but good movies aren't always just happy endings. I mean, go watch a Disney movie if you want that. Oh my gosh. Because that's not what a Martin Scorsese movie is. Like he's the king of the anti-hero. Nobody's a good nobody's a good guy, and everyone is just out for themselves. The introduction to Pesci in Vegas, I mean Pesci's supposed to be watching out for Ace. Yeah. Ace is Jewish, so he's not part of the Mafia, he's not part of the family. Pesci's character, Nicky, is Italian, so he is a made man, and he's told to go watch out for Ace by Remo, the, the boss that holds up in Kansas City. And he does that at first, but then he just starts to kind of do whatever he wants. He's a loose cannon. He's unhinged. One of the best scenes. Ace walks up to the bar and there's a guy next to him and he sees a nice pen on the bar and he, he nudges the guy and says, hey, is this your pen? And the guy's like, yeah, it's my pen. What the fuck do you care? Or something like that. He's, real, he's just a real he's dick about ass. it, you know? And Ace is just like, oh, well, it's a nice pen. I just didn't want you to lose it. He's trying, thinking he's doing a good thing. Mm -hmm. Nikki overhears this and he comes over and just... He stabs the guy to death with the pen. Maybe not to death, but he injures I'm pretty him. sure he died. He probably. Yeah. He's yeah. stabbing him in the jugular. Like, yeah. I think he's, he dies from that. And it's funny because De Niro's character is like, while I'm just sitting there trying to figure out why the guy responded like that, Nikki just loses his shit. But that's Nikki. Beat Nikki with fists. He comes back with a bat. You beat him with a knife, he comes back with a gun. And if you beat him with a gun, you better kill him because he'll keep coming back and back until one of you is dead. He is that person throughout the film. Absolutely. He, he just, he's going to take what's his. No one's going to get in his way. Even if it means stepping on his friend's toes, on Ace's toes, because Ace, although he's had trouble in the past, that he looks at Vegas as something, he says, you know, Vegas washes away your sins. It's like a morality car wash. It's a way for him to do what he does at, like, he's kind really a, good at what he a, does. A legal level, right. And but he on just a legal wants level. to run a legitimate casino, and Nikki comes along and kind of fucks that all up for him. Mm -hmm. He brought in tons of money. Tons of money. And, of course, some of that money's going to the mob, but he yeah. doesn't have to know about it. And he's fine with that, just the way it is. Mm -hmm. He's living large and he's doing so in 
a comfortable and legitimate way. Nikki can't not be from the streets. It's it's funny because Nikki just wants more and more and more. We kind of talked about this before a little bit. De Niro's character in Once Upon a Time in America, Noodles, is similar to Ace because he just wants to have Stay in his lane. something that he can thrive off of and have a good life. Whereas Max from Once Upon a Time and Nikki always want to have more. more. They've got to have more. more. It's never enough. Their ambition is unfulfilled. Yeah. The other thing that kind of gets in the way is... Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone's character. <laughs> who, uh, I gotta say, Sharon Stone plays crazy amazing. Really well. Yeah. Loved her entrance though. Like the first scene that she was in, her introduction. She just made a scene, threw a bunch of chips in the air, and then walked off because well, it was nothing to her. You can tell she's with this guy who she doesn't know, and they're playing craps, and she's like gonna give her just a couple chips, and she's like, I want I want what's mine. I want a lot of money for you. And he's like, you've been stealing from me, and we know that that's true because we watched her do it. Of course, but she's not and, rational. Yeah, and she's not rational. She's, but she's a but hustler. she also is gonna take what's hers. She's There's gonna a take lot of hers. similarities between her and Nikki. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, Ace sees her and just kind of falls in love immediately. <laughs> she, right out of the gate, is like, I care for you, but I don't love you. Yeah, when and he goes to propose He to wants her. to marry her after just a few months, and he's like, look, love will come after after a little while. Just Let's just give it a shot. I can give you this amazing life, and it's enticing to her because she grew up on the streets. Mm-hmm. She kind of was up front with the type of person that she is. Absolutely. I think so, too. I think he was deluded. Yeah, absolutely. In that relationship. Yep. And then he got possessive and, like, paranoid and, yep. like, squeezed her too hard. And, like, she just wanted to get away from him yep. at the end. I feel like he wanted to watch out for her, but at the same time, it felt like he wanted to control her. Yeah, wanted you know? to own kind her. Of, kind of like he has this huge control over the casinos that they touch on a lot, you know? There's an amazing scene where they catch these two guys cheating, and, you know, they break the dude's hand. Another scene where he kind of flips out over how one muffin has more blueberries than another. Yeah, that was weird, but, and like, it's the type of guy he is. He exactly. Control. He, he wants to control her. And it's just like Nikki, he's, he can't control, he's, he can't change either one of them. He wants to change them both, but they are who they are. Mm-hmm. He's not a good guy. Just like in This is the anti-hero. Once Upon a yeah. Time in America, yeah. De Niro wasn't a good guy. No. I did not see a lot of Joe Pesci's usual charm. You, you said that, that you didn't really care for Pesci in this movie. That he handsome. gives off this attitude and this persona of I don't give a fuck that he's willing to do anything and there's a scene in the movie where he's talking to a banker and he's given the banker some of his cash and the banker told him up front this happens but you could take a loss and when that actually does happen the banker says like look I told you this could happen he's like I don't care I want my money and he's like what are you gonna strong arm me and then Pesci I don't know the exact quote but it's like maybe I wasn't clear with what I do but if you don't give me my money, I'm gonna come into the bank and I'm gonna bash your skull open. Because that's my business, because I don't give a fuck. I don't care about jail. So he's willing to do anything. The thing is, he does this he when he leans on like illegal things. Like, this is his normal He's business. willing, that's, that's what but, you do to get what, what's yours. It's the anti-hero. That's the Martin Scorsese's movies, or the Goodfellas, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, The Departed, Gangs in New York, like, 
all of these movies that they're not good people ever. It's the it's the it's the Tony Sopranos. It's the Walter Whites. I like Tony Sopranos a lot, though. Not a good guy. But not a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very conflicted whenever we watch Sopranos. That's that's why there's it's why watching it is so good is because you shouldn't like them but you do and in real life you wouldn't root for these people it's it's fiction so that's why you're rooting for them we should also mention that this is another movie where we've seen James Woods act alongside Robert De Niro although he has a much smaller part in Casino he plays Ginger Sharon Stone's old pimp uh, slash boyfriend and man is he good at being slimy he's such a slime ball he's barely in the movie but the, the scenes you just you hate him especially when he has that mustache <laughs> and apparently when James Woods found out that Scorsese was interested in working with him and he called Scorsese's office and said any time any place any uh, role any okay. fee yeah uh, basically, you know, I'll work with you. You're Martin Scorsese. Clearly had a hold over Ginger as well. Yeah. That relationship that she had with him, apparently he found her when she was 14. 14 or something. The relationship that they had together is kind of what ruined the relationship that she had with Ace from the outside. Ace has given her an amazing life. All he wanted from her was to be truthful truthful and being able to and trust she, him she couldn't be it all stemmed from this relationship that she had with lester james wood's character yes. who had this just incredible hold over her this weird like father slash lover lover relationship where they just no matter how badly they treat them they just keep going back to them. and that's that's exactly she's calling him on her wedding night and just sobbing to him it's wow. so bizarre. She kind of finds that again when she's fed up with Ace and she turns to Nikki. And, and her and Nikki an end up Nikki. having an affair together. Because she thinks that Nikki is more dangerous than Ace is, well, which is true. Is, but he's and Ace he, is much smarter. She's looking for a way out is what she's right. doing. And Nikki's... He pretend nice. like he, he'll pretend like he's giving it to her, but Nikki's gonna do Nikki. He's just out for himself. Yeah. So there's no real, there's no real relationship there. And when things go sour, he's like, yeah, fuck you. He's he's done with her because of this relationship that they have. Drives more tension between more the tension. two. She she ends up bailing on on Ace and, and taking the million dollars of of jewelry that jewelry, he gave her. Money. Word gets out that Nikki has cheated on Ace's wife with with her, mm -hmm. which is not okay it's in the mafia. Not okay. You do not mess with someone else's wife. That ends up being his undoing. I feel like it had a lot to do with it, but a lot. Also, the fact that he was doing his own shit for so long. He ends up getting killed, which is a pretty amazing scene at the end. Mm, yeah. His brother, Dominic, and him get killed in a cornfield by, by his own guys. Frank Vincent being one of them. We have to mention Frank Vincent again, popping up. Much bigger role than he had in last week's Easy Money. Of course, Frank Vincent, also in Goodfellas has done a lot of work with Joe Pesci. They were part of a comedy duo together, so they're good friends, just like he and De Niro are. Ends up taking a bat to him. 
It was pretty gnarly. It's a pretty the 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 violence scenes were super. What would you think this compared to Once Upon a Time in America? I think that this is worse. Really? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. No. The vice. The head in the vice. The head scene. in the vice scene. Oh, the burying the, them the alive quick, scene. The quick eye popping out. The one that you barely saw, but you like. You Which saw apparently was a scene that Scorsese shot was meant to be a sacrifice because I've read that this happens a lot where uh, a, a director will put in a scene one that they know the association aren't going to be happy with and they're going to say hey you need to remove this scene and then we'll give you an R rating yeah. so he put the head in the vice scene as that scene but then they give him the R rating anyway and so he so just ends up leaving it. it in yeah <laughs> you compare it to Goodfellas, which a lot of people do, it's tough because there's a lot of people out there that think Casino is a superior film to Goodfellas. Of course, Goodfellas was nominated for a bunch of awards. Nominated for Best Picture, Lost. Pesci was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and he won. He won the Oscar for that. And of course, Joe Pesci also nominated for his role in Raging Bull, the first film he did with Martin Scorsese, didn't win that. He did win for Goodfellas. Nominated for his most recent role in a Scorsese film, The Irishman, also didn't win that. This is the only movie that Pesci has done with Scorsese that he was not nominated for an Academy Award. And there's a lot of people out there that believe that Casino is a superior film to Goodfellas. But then there's also a lot of people out there that feel that this is just a rehashing of a mob movie that Scorsese had just done five years prior with Goodfellas. They're like, oh yeah, it's another mob movie. Okay, yeah, Scorsese, we get it. You can do mob movies. I've seen Goodfellas many more times than I've seen Casino. This is only the second time I've ever seen Casino. I really enjoyed it, although for me, it's lacking a little bit of something. And I think I know what it is. It's a three hour movie. The, it's fully narrated. It's like, so narrated. There's so much voiceover. So much exposition so much and voiceover. information coming in. Even Scorsese mentions that it has no plot. In an interview, Scorsese says, there's no plot at all. It's three hours, no plot. There's a lot of action, a lot of story, but no plot. No plot. And I think that maybe it's that's true. what it is for me. I, I definitely enjoy Casino. But I don't think it's as good as Goodfellas. A lot of people out there would disagree. It's a, a fucking phenomenal movie. I think De Niro's amazing as always. Sharon Stone, who was also nominated and won the Academy Award. Joe Pesci, I think everyone knows by now that we are Joe Pesci fans. Joe Pesci del delivers an amazing performance, although wasn't nominated. You can't get nominated for everything, and I think that probably for the Academy, this role for Pesci was too similar to his role in Goodfellas, and they had already given him a nomination and a win mm. for Tommy DeVito okay. in Goodfellas. Well, I'm looking forward to Goodfellas. Yeah. I like Ray Liotta. There's much more of like a fuller story to Goodfellas than there is to this. Okay. For me, I like. There's a lot of amazing scenes in this, and so many that we can't even touch on them. Yeah. Uh, iconic, great quotes, 
but really cool lighting yeah amazing set design mm -hmm. all of everything shot in vegas 100 percent shot in vegas they actually had to make costume design the count room they yeah. had to recreate it because they couldn't legally go into the count room very cool very cool detail let's rate this and let's let's, let's rate this bitch let's figure out what what did it receive so imdb gave it an 8.2 82%. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 79% tomato meter. So that's fresh. Yeah. And then, ooh, the audience score is 93%. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's a fan okay. favorite. It's a good movie. It's a good for movie. For sure. I think critics kind of are like, yeah, you just did this five years ago, Scorsese. What the hell? What do we have? We, we have our bookends. We have mm -hmm. a number one for easy money that we both gave it. And we have a 12 for Once Upon a Time in America. Mm -hmm. I enjoy Casino. I enjoyed it too. I think I'm gonna give Casino a 10. Wow. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. Next week is gonna be episode six. That'll be, we'll be halfway through. And we'll also be tackling three movies that Three time. movies, that's right. Next week, March 16th, Thursday, of course, episode six of Stellar Alignment, we will be talking about not one, not two, but three Lethal Weapon movies. Three. Lethal Starting Weapon, with Lethal Weapon two, two, three, and four. four just Devin. the ones with Joe Pesci, of course. Hope you all enjoy our new format. We have just pulled into the movie theater where we're going to see Cocaine Bear. <laughs> with... A uh, little tie-in here, Ray Liotta, who, really? who unfortunately passed away not so long ago, and I believe this might be his last role. Love me some Ray Liotta. Me too. Goodfellas, Identity, Field of Dreams, Sopranos movie, The Many Saints of Newark, Blow, Blow, Blow. he was in Hannibal, he gets Hannibal. his head fucking oh, cut off, that's right. and they, and they eat, eat his brain. Him, his that was awesome. They didn't eat the brain. He ate his own brain. But anyways, going to see Cocaine Bear. We hope that you enjoyed the new format from the car. I believe we'll be giving a review of Cocaine Bear, a short one that we'll just post on Instagram once we leave tonight. But thank you for listening or watching if you're watching. If you are listening on a podcast platform, please rate and review us. That really helps us out. Um, also follow us. It gives you the option to do that. If you're listening and watching on YouTube, please subscribe, subscribe and, and like, like us. And please leave a comment because we would love to hear from you. And also like to hear feedback about what you thought about the new format. You can also hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and we're on TikTok now. Oh my God. I don't know what I'm doing on there yet. All at Stellar Alignment Podcast on any of those social meds. You can find us there. Media. Media was too short. I don't have time to say the word media. <laughs> okay. Thank you for joining us. Join us next week for Lethal Weapons. Bye. We'll see you later.